Castaway Show with Dave Dolan. Hello, Anza. You're listening to 96.3 KOIT Coyote Radio. You're dialed in to your local source for fishing reports and information. This is the Castaway Show. I'm Dave Dolan, and I'm here to give you the best information I can on what's happening out on the water there, how to catch them, maybe how to cook them, and basically just how to have a good time out there enjoying the outdoors. If you would like to contact us, you can at programming 963koyt.org. That's programming, P-R-O-G-R-A-M-M-I-N-G at 963koyt.org. I'd like to hear from you if there's anything that you would like to have me cover, any questions you have, or if you just have a favorite fishing story and like to come in here and talk about it, I'd like to hear from you. So if you're a fisherman, a wannabe fisherman, or you just enjoy time out there on the water, this is the place for you. This is the Castaway Show. Okay, I'd like to go into our fishing reports here. I'm going to start off with the saltwater report. Well, we just had the holidays here, and a series of storms came through, so I doubt there's a whole lot of interest in going fishing right now. So, But that being said, there is fishing to be had out there right now. The local fishing in saltwater has been primarily the rock cod fishing with the cold water. However, with January 1st, we have a two-month closure on the rock cod fishing right now. So that really does slow things down for going out on the local boats. A lot of the boats have gone into their boat maintenance season right now. They've got to do that, so this is really an ideal time to do it. There is some fishing to be had. These, these are mainly the long-range fishing trips that go out of the San Diego landings. These trips range anything from 10 to 15 days long, and they are doing quite well on that. These trips are targeting your giant yellowfin tuna, wahoo, and these are not trips for the novice angler. I've done them before, but you're pretty much looking at people that have been fishing, long-range fishing their whole life. So, But it, one thing I would suggest if you have the time for it is find out when one of these long-range boats are coming into the San Diego Landing. It's quite a sight to see the catch that they offload. I remember one time in particular, I went down to the landing. One of the boats went down. It was back from a 15-day trip. They had 13 yellowfin tuna over 300 pounds on, on that trip. So that's quite a, quite a sight to see. I always think it's kind of a festive thing to go down and watch the long-range boats when they come in at this time of the year because that's mainly what's going on. If you do have a desire to go out on the, on the salt water, there is one option that you do have, and I would suggest maybe going whale watching. All the local landings out of the Southern California area here have the local whale watching trips. They're targeting the gray whale migration coming down the coast, but I've been out on these, and I've also seen sperm whale, humpbacks. You're going to probably see big pods of dolphin, a lot of sea life out there, so... If you've got a desire to get out on salt water, I would suggest trying a whale watching trip. Another option you have is that we are in the middle of lobster hoops, hooping season right now. This is really kind of a kick. I really enjoy the lobster hooping. You can do that in San Diego Bay, Dana Point, off the wharf in Long Beach. And um, it's a whole different thing than fishing. You're going out with your lobster hoops, dropping the hoops, setting them. And you've got to have somebody that really likes to pull the hoops up, a lot of muscle power. 
Fortunately, one of my sons really likes to do that. We've had some really great times out on San Diego Bay setting our lobster traps. Generally, you'll catch a lot of short lobsters that are illegal to keep as opposed to the keeper lobster, but if you get a nice balmy evening out there at this time of year, it's really a fun way to spend time out on the water. We should have some good conditions for this lobster hooping right now too. What lobsters like is they like to have recent runoff going into the bay, which we've had with the rains that we've had. And if you get out on a dark, cloudy night, that's when they like to crawl. See, these lobsters, they don't have claws to defend themselves, so they're not gonna go out in nice, clear water when you got a bright moon because there's too many predators out there for them. So if you pick and choose your time, we can get some really nice lobster hooping out there right now. So that pretty much wraps up my saltwater fishing report right now. A Little bit slow on the local scene, but you can always do your whale watching or go out and hoop some of those bugs. Okay, anglers, we just talked about what's happening out there on the saltwater now. I'd like to, on this show, going in, go into what our options are on going out sport fishing here in Southern California. Now, there are boat landings in California all the way from San Diego all the way up to Crescent City, all the way up and down our coast. There's plenty of them and a lot of options. But what I want to do is talk about the places that are closest to us here in, in Anza where we're a lot more likely to go out. Our options from here that are the closest would be the San Diego landings on San Diego Bay, Mission Bay, Oceanside, or Dana Point. Now down on San Diego Bay, the landings, there are three landings right there. That'd be H&M Landing, Fisherman's Landing, Point Loma Sport Fishing. Over on Mission Bay, we have Seaforth Sport Fishing. On Oceanside Harbor, we have Helgren Sport Fishing. And at Dana Point, we have Dana Wharf Sport Fishing. Now, we are really lucky here. We have probably got the largest collection of sport fishing boats anywhere in the world that we have to choose from right in this area. And one thing I want to say about the landings that I just mentioned, San Diego, Mission Bay, Oceanside, Dana Point, they're all good landings. They're all really good, high quality. All the boats there are Coast Guard inspected and improved. All of your boat captains have their captain's license, Coast Guard approved. They're all outfitted with their safety equipment, the landings, they're all clean, they're operated really well, they have very efficient offices. So I'm not gonna recommend one over the other, but whichever one of these are closest to you, I'd say go out and use that one. Also, all of these landings, they all offer a lot of the same basic type of trips. They all offer the half day fishing trips and the three quarter day fishing trips. They all have overnight trips, and then after that point, your choices get a little bit limited on the trips they have to offer. I wanna talk a little bit about each one of these trips individually that all, the, all these landings offer. The half-day trips are a lot of fun. This is a good way for a novice fisherman to get started out, and they're a lot of fun to take kids out fishing too because it's not a big time commitment. The half-day trips, from all these landings, they generally run twice a day. A morning trip will leave at six in the morning, get back in at 12.30. The afternoon trips will leave at one and get back in at six o'clock. However, this time in the winter time, during the week, they only offer one trip. They'll go out like at nine in the morning, come back at three in the afternoon, and then on weekends, you'll have your two trips, both morning and afternoon. And as I said, these are fun trips, good way to start kids out on fishing. You'll be targeting probably the local kelp beds. 
generally you'll usually always catch something, maybe not the greatest game fish, but even if you put kids on mackerel or small bottom fish, they're gonna have a lot of fun. But don't rule out on these trips. You can also get nice yellowtail, white sea bass, barracuda. So this is a really good way for, for people to start out on your saltwater fishing. After that, all of these landings also offer three-quarter day fishing trips. They say three-quarter day trips, but I've been on these trips, generally they say they're five to five trips, five in the morning till five in the afternoon. So you got 12 hours fishing. But I've been out on these trips in the summertime when the fishing's really good and these five in the morning, they'll stretch out sometimes till six, 6.30 in the evening. So you get a really good full long day of fishing on these trips. It also improves your options a little bit more. You can go to a lot different places. You can target a little bit farther out. And also during the summertime, these trips can also target tuna when they get in a little bit closer. So once you've done your half day trips, this is a good way to step it up doing the three quarter day trips. After doing those trips, if you want to step up a little bit more, all these four different landings also offer your overnight fishing trips. These are generally summertime trips when you've got the option of catching tuna, yellowtail. What these trips do, they'll leave in the evening, generally anywhere between eight, nine o'clock at night. You'll travel all night long. You'll be on the fishing grounds the next morning and you'll be able to fish depending on where you go until maybe 12, one o'clock. If they have to push out a little bit farther, you may not have as much fishing time since they have to go back the next night and get another load of people. But this is something where you're definitely stepping it up and you can get into um, a lot bigger fish and a little bit more variety than on your half and three quarter day trips. Another trip that all these landings offer, and it's a trip I really enjoy, they call it the day and a half fishing trip. Now these trips will leave just like your one day trips. They'll leave in the evening, usually nine, 10 o'clock at night. But you can go a lot farther on these trips because what they're gonna do is travel all night long to wherever the fishing grounds are. The next day, you'll wake up, hopefully at daybreak on the fishing grounds, and you will fish all day long until, until dark that night. And then you travel back at nighttime the idea of these trips is that all of your travel time is at night and it maximizes out your time that you can go fishing during the, during the daytime. Also on these trips, you can target areas up to, I've been 110, 120 miles out. Sometimes you've got to go that far in order to get into your migratory fish. So this day and a half trips, this also offers an option where you can get to those areas. Now, after you've done your day and a half trips, you can st start stepping it up into your multi-day trips. Two-day trips, two and a half day trips. Your two and a half day trips will be somewhat similar to your day and a half, but you've got two full days of fishing and you do all of your travel at night. If you're gonna step it up to even longer trips than your two-day trips, it's gonna start to limit your choices on the landings you can go out of. Oceanside and, and Dana Point, Dana Wharf sport fishing, it's only on very rare occasions they have trips longer than two day trips. So if you wanna go out longer than that, you're gonna to have to be looking at the San Diego landings or Mission Bay landing. Mission Bay has a really nice set of boats. I've been on trips up to five days long out of there, but generally you're looking at maybe three days as being the longest trip out of the Mission Bay landing there. 
So if you're gonna step it up longer than three days, you're probably gonna be looking at the San Diego landings, either H&M, Point Loma, or Fisherman's Landing. Now, on the five-day trips, I've done these trips, what they'll do is they can, all, obviously they can offer a lot longer of a trip, a lot longer area to go into. I fished Cedros Island, Benitas Island, excellent places to go to. These are your targets on your five-day trips. Also, another thing that just opened up on your five-day fishing trips this year would be Guadalupe Island. I fished Guadalupe Island a few years back, but the Mexican government has shut down that island over the last five years as part of the biosphere protection. But just this past year, Guadalupe has been opened up again to the local sport boats, just a limited amount of them, but they've been going down there. They've been, just recently, they've been having excellent fishing down there on tuna up to 120 pounds, big yellowtail. It's just such a unique experience. On my trips to Guadalupe, besides the fishing aspect of it, this trip, Guadalupe Island, is just really a special place. It's located about 230 miles south of San Diego and 160 miles off the coast of Baja, California. It's extremely remote. If you can imagine what the Earth looked like at the dawn of creation, that is pretty much what Guadalupe Island looks like today. It just a spectacular place, great fishing, and it's just really another world to be down there. So that's your option on your five-day trips. Once you're going to step it up after five-day trips, you're looking at what's really called the long-range fishing trips. That would be anything from seven to up to 17-day-long fishing trips to go out of San Diego. These are trips that will target you know, your, your exotics, your giant tuna, wahoo, yellowtail fishing. They're really quite unique trips, but there's not too many people that just walk on to a long-range fishing trip as their first fishing trip. You want to start out doing your half days, three quarters, overnights, seeing if this is really the thing you like to do, and then you can just keep stepping it on up until you get into your long-range fishing. Now, I want to say that it may seem like a long time to spend 10 days or longer on a sport fishing boat, but these boats are set up really nice. They have comfortable cabins. They all have entertainment centers. They have chef class quality meals on board. So, and my experience has been that once you're off, say, a 10-day trip, you get off that boat and you go, where did the time go? So anyhow, these are some of the options you have at all the local landings we have that are relatively close here to Anza. And as I said, they're all really good qual top quality operations. I would say just use the ones that's closest to you that you're most comfortable with going to. But I'd say in every one of these, you're looking at a real first-class operation, something where you're going to really enjoy your fishing time. Okay, talking about the long-range fishing, I'd like to back up just a little bit and talk about Guadalupe Island just a bit. One of my fishing trips down there really had quite an experience. Now, if you've ever watched Shark Week on Discovery Channel and you've seen doing the cage dives and the tagging of the great white sharks, chances are you saw it from Guadalupe Island. There's a couple other places they go to off the Farallon Islands, South Africa, but Guadalupe Island offers probably the best chance to see the great white sharks in some of the clearest, calmest waters anywhere. One fishing trip I did down there, I know we were um, fishing, we were catching really nice yellowtail, 
we, but then we had two great white sharks circling the boat. They were little guys. They were only about nine footers. And it was kind of like trying to get a nice fish up through the sea lions. They were picking off a lot of the fish that we were catching there. If, you know, we were landing some of them, but they were, they were getting their fair share of them too. Well, I hooked up. I know it was a really big yellowtail down really deep. And I knew what I had to deal with as far as getting it up through those great white sharks. So using my trusty two-speed reel, I wound up as quick as I could fighting that fish. All of a sudden, that yellowtail, about 30 feet off the boat, he popped up to the surface, and I thought, well, golly, that's strange. Right after that, from underneath, up from the bottom, whoop, a great white shark came completely out of the water and took my yellowtail from me. I do have pictures of that holding up the head of that yellowtail, it was probably about a 40 pounder once I brought the head back in. And this wasn't as if the great white shark chewed off the body of that fish. It looks like a sword cut that cut the body of that yellowtail off. When he got that, he just kind of swam up to the boat. And I first I was really mad. I thought, oh, that trophy fish. Then I just thought, wow, I just saw a discovery moment on the shark. <laughs> it was really quite a sight to see that great white come airborne. The captain of the boat told me, he said, that great, particular great white was probably 15 feet long, 2,000 pounder. The things are humongous down there. Well, that's just an example of some of the things you can see out there when you go out fishing. I can't promise you great white sharks out on half-day boats, although I do know they kind of hang out off of La Jolla. But once you're out there on that big saltwater aquarium, you never know what you're going to see. And I think that's one of the great things about taking kids out fishing, especially if you start them out on a half-day boat. I've taken my sister's grandkid, granddaughters out fishing. Every time I see them now, they say, Uncle, Uncle Dave, you know, when are we going out again? But you just never know what you're going to see out there. And what an education for young people to get out there and get them off the, off the uh, smartphones and off the video games and let them get a good taste of what there is to see out on the Great Salt Pond. Okay, everybody, I'd like to go into this week's recipe for you. I'm going to give you this one because this is what I'm going to cook up when I go home tonight. Now, as I said before in my cooking show I gave them one time, first thing you want to do with your fillets of fish is you want to wrap them up in paper towels. Get all the moisture out of them. Remember, you don't want to be eating fish juice. It doesn't taste very good. So start out maybe the day before, wrap it up in the paper towel. Once that's soaked up the juice, rewrap it again and tell you that get that really good dry piece of fish. That dry piece of fish is going to be able to absorb what you're cooking it in, all the good flavors you want. And my other rule, do not overcook your fish. Overcooked fish taste fishy. Anyhow, this is a recipe I'm going to be cooking up tonight. I've got a couple fillets of some nice grade yellowfin ahi grade tuna that I caught last summer. Of course, I vacuum seal my fish, so even though I caught it last summer, it still looks nice and fresh when I got it out of that vacuum seal. What I like to do for this one, first of all, I like to season my fish. A little salt and pepper to taste. I don't like to overdo it on the salt. But one thing you'll notice about almost every recipe I give you Almost every recipe will include olive oil, garlic, and avocado. As long as you're using that, you can't go too wrong. Anyhow, in this recipe, after the light seasoning, a little salt, pepper, a little bit of avocado, I really like to cook my fish 
especially tuna, I really like to cook it in pineapple. I marinate my fish in a pineapple marinade. There's a couple different ones out there, Lowry's, Kroger's, a few other different labels out there. They're all good. A Hawaiian marinade. Then I like to slice up pineapple, put it on the fish, and let that marinate. After I'm done marinating for an hour or two, I like to get the skillet hot with a little bit of olive oil in there. I put the fillets in there, and since it's tuna, I like to lightly cook it on both sides. Leave it just that little tiny bit of pinkish on the inside. Don't overcook it. Then just before I'm ready to serve it up, I like to throw that fresh pineapple on top and let the tuna really soak up that good pineapple taste again. When I'm ready to serve it, I put the fillets out there, I pour that marinade, the remaining marinade over it, put the pineapple on top. I like to garnish it with a little avocado and tomato on the side. You do that and you're gonna have a really great meal. Heck, I can't wait to get home and start cooking this one myself right now. Okay, Anza, I've enjoyed bringing this show to you. I like telling you about as much of that information as I could about our saltwater fishing options out of the Anza area here when you get down to the coast. I hope that you can get out there and use one of these landings and get out and get a good taste of that saltwater fishing. Start out your half day and you'll be surprised how you may step it up in the future. If you would like to contact me, once again, contact us here at programming963koyt.org. Love to hear from you. Anything you'd like me to cover, any questions, or if you just want to come in and talk fishing, I'd like to have you do that too. So until our next episode, I hope you have a good time out there and remember to cast away.